Let's take a look at where the flames are at ahead of the new year. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I am your host, Jeff Spelmosto, and thank you so much for joining me here today. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for detail. Today, we are checking in on the latest Flames game, where we are at in the fork in the road, still kind of stuck there. And of course, because it's Friday, we're talking winners and losers of the week. But before we do that, please make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts and of course on YouTube as well. We are approaching 700 episodes, which is bonkers to me. So thank you to everyone who's even just listened to one episode or if you're a recurring listener, I appreciate you. Last night, the Flames took down the Anaheim Ducks 3-0 and Jacob Markstrom earned his 200th career win and his and his first shutout of the season. He is actually the third Swedish goalie to win 200 plus games. That's that's impressive. You know, I think that that's always something to kind of hang your hat on when you get to enter such like a a small club and like a little milestone like that. Uh, I mean, it's really not a little milestone. That's rather impressive considering the teams he's played on, you know, 200 wins. We will take it. This was his 19th uh, career shutout. Not bad considering some of those came in one season. So again, congratulations to Jacob Markstrom, who is only adding to some potential trade value. Who knows? And of course, the other uh, guy who had a big night was Elias Lindholm, who had not one, not two, but three points last night. He scored on the power play and also assisted on two goals. <laughs> Number one, Elias and home goal in this economy. A bonkers. A power play goal in this economy. I w- we're ecstatic. We will take it and appreciate it because that power play is just not doing anything. And one of the more frustrating aspects of the game was Jonathan Huberto having a wide open shot and still passing the puck. And that tells you that there is a lack of confidence there. And I'm not sure how you get that back other than bringing in Anthony Duclair or, you know, Jacob Pelletier. I just, I don't, I don't know what you do. And if there was an easy solution, I believe it would be done by now. It would 200% be fixed. But alas, it is December 22nd. We, we don't have a fix yet. Nick DeSimone um, had a huge night as well. He scored his first NHL goal at the age of 29. It's so exciting when, you know, like I mentioned, you're, you're entering and hitting these milestones, right? Like obviously Jacob Markstrom hitting 200 wins is phenomenal. 
But when you have a guy who has battled for an NHL spot basically his entire career, finally score, that's fantastic. And Nick DeSimone did recently turn 29, and that's astonishing. You know, that's really, it's not young. It is for a hockey player. For a hockey player, it is not young. And I'm very happy that it happened for him. And you're going to celebrate the wins when you can. And even if it's just a little moral victory like that, I think the vibes are immaculate there. One thing that I did really kind of take a notice to was the Flames were able to generate a decent amount of shots. They were able to generate 44 shots on goal. And this is after struggling to find time consistent time in the offensive zone. They are constantly defending the puck, you know, battling it out, chasing the pucks and trying to sneak one back. And I don't know. I understand that, you know, shots don't like not all those are quality shots, but for them to be able to to do something, I'll take it. (laughs) They are finally playing 500 hockey. They are 14, 14, and 5. I didn't know if they were ever going to see 500, to be entirely honest. It felt like they were just going to continue to lose and never be able to catch up, but it's good to see, you know, we, there's an episode I'm releasing on Tuesday with, uh, JJ from the win column, and we're talking about a rebuild, but obviously, you know, you're not going to be able to lose them all, (laughs) but beating a bottom of the barrel team to get you to 500 can boost the spirits. Leo Carlson ended up leaving the game after Uyghur fell on his leg And I really hope he's all right there. I haven't seen an update on imaging or anything. I know the Ducks were waiting for that. And I haven't seen Elliot Friedman (laughs) pop up on my phone with any sort of update. So either results aren't back yet or they're just waiting to announce it. But the Flames are now off until January, or January, no, December 27th. And they're going to enjoy the holiday. And I hope everyone here at Locked on Flames does too. And, you know, really appreciate the time with your family if that is what you are doing. And coming up next, we are going to talk about the fork in the road. Because once again, the Calgary Flames are doing Calgary Flames things. And it's time for our weekly check-in there. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Jonathan Huberdeau could score 50 goals. The Calgary Flames could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports and especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Kale McCarr, Crosby, or McDavid will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more. 
in a given game. To win a hundred times bet, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Flames fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and get in on the action. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See sleeper terms of use for details and locational availability. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmasso, and thank you so much for tuning in. The Flames, we, if you are new here, hello, welcome. This is where we talk about the, the status of the Flames and those pending UFAs and how things are feeling and looking. And this is the age-old question. Where are they at? Where are they at? It is a tale as old as time here. And where do they go? Where do the Flames go from here? Earlier in the week, Elias Lindholm was linked to Colorado and Boston. And I think it is very exciting. (laughs) to have that back at kind of the forefront of some rumors here because it felt like they were playing a dangerous game over the summer. Either they were going to extend him for a really long time for a lot of money, or they weren't going to do anything and end up here. (laughs) But here they are. And It is, like I said, the end of December, three months away from the trade deadline, and they're going to start having to make decisions. I feel like this is the next domino to fall or the next Jenga block to be pulled, because if it was dominoes, things would be moving slowly or moving uh, quickly. Jenga, tricky moves, one wrong move, everything comes tumbling down. (sighs) I'm very interested to see if they do kind of crank up the heat after you know January 1st um or if it's earlier with you know when they're back on the after the roster freeze is done I really believe that this is the next move I think it's either Lindholm or Hannafin and I just something has to be done here because if the Flames want value and players or dra- decent draft picks, they're going to have to trade him now. He has kind of bolstered his slow start to, you know, he's having several multi-point games uh, a month now. <laughs> and it's good to see, but... I- I just don't see Elias Lindholm being part of the long-term plan in Calgary, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine because there are other options. Chris Tanev also uh, talked with, I believe it was Sportsnet 960 earlier this week, and said that he thinks he can win in Calgary, but it's up to the team to decide what he wants to do. Do I think that the Flames should trade him? I mean, I think it's time to start cleaning house. 
they've waited long enough, but I'm also fine holding on to Chris Tanev and maybe signing him to a year extension. I've said it a number of times. He is the one player I'm fine with. You're not going to be able to sign him to a three or four year deal. That is absurd. I think two years is even, you know, absolutely max. I think one year is fine. Low risk, high reward sort of thing. And you're still holding your defense together, especially if you trade Noah Hannafin. I feel like the Flames defensive group could just really use an upgrade, but it's kind of like plug and play until they decide to get serious about it. Uh, Vladar, mm, they have to let him go. They have to figure out somewhere for him to go. Toronto's looking for another goalie. Uh, New Jersey's looking for a goalie. I've heard LA. I'm sure there are going to be other teams that pop up as well. And it's just super interesting that Dan Vladar just has potential of being a 1A, 1B goalie. And we talk more about that next week um, with JJ. But I, I don't know how much longer you really should let Wolf stay in the AHL. I understand he hasn't had the best start to his NHL performances, but the only way you get better is by facing that quality of talent time and time again. It's just the consistency. You're going to get better. Practice makes. They don't have an update on Shillington yet. Kevin Rooney announced him and his uh, new wife are expecting, so they're probably going to want to either retire or move back east and sign in somewhere free agency two-way contract. I am still wishing nothing but the best for Shillington. I think that, you know, your well-being comes before any job, and that includes being a professional athlete. I miss him terribly. I think that, you know, if he does come back and they trade Hannafin, he'd, he'd be fine. I think he'd be a good solution there. And I just, I want whatever's best for him. And I think everyone in Calgary is rooting for him. And of course you have like the third pairing guys like Dennis Gilbert and Nick Simone, who are also UFAs at the end of this season. Realistically, you can't sign everyone. That's just not something that you <laughs> can possibly do. And there's not enough roster spots in the AHL or NHL. So you're going to have to let some walk. You aren't going to really get anything. Like Jordan Osterley just does not hold a ton of trade value. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to, what are you going to get? Like a seventh round pick? That's not, you're not, you're not going to get that. And July 1st comes, he'll be on another new team. It's like, there are just players that you can't put a ton of emphasis on like that. And if you want to extend them, it's probably, uh, I feel like an impulsive decision. But again, and that's not me like directing that at Australia. I'm just saying that like in general for players that typically do like two year deals and find new homes. I would love to see them sign AJ Greer if he continues to play the way that he does. And you're just going to have to face it. You're going to have to face the reality of at least two or three of these guys just walking away. And if you don't want to be in Calgary, you don't have to be in Calgary. No, no one is forcing you to be here. 
And this is just the nature of the game. And it's kind of annoying that it does have to happen to, you know, the teams you cover or the teams you root for, or teams you take interest in. But that, again, the nature of the beast. But when you're looking at this season, you can't just be looking at it until the first week of April. You have to be looking at it from like a two, three season standpoint. And I think it's so important to look at uh, what's coming down the pipeline and what your roster is going to look like with those players that are under contract. And we talk a lot about that on Tuesday's episode, A Lockdown Flames. And you're going to have to stick around and hear that because JJ provides some excellent excellent analytics and uh, insight to the Flames rebuild, really, but what should happen there. But coming up next, we are going to take a quick break here and uh, talk about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me on today's episode of Locked on Flames. I hope you're all having a fantastic holiday season and you can give a, a free gift of a subscription to Locked on Flames on your friend's favorite podcast platform and on YouTube as well. The end of the week is great because you get the weekend too, right? Like, I don't know how many of you work, you know, your standard nine to fives and you're kind of just living for Fridays, right? I love my Fridays. Friday at like one o'clock when I come back from my lunch break, I'm like, all right, weekend's here. This is my weekend. But I also love Fridays because I get to do the winners and losers of the week. If you are new here, uh, winners and losers of the week um, is a segment where we, I talk about winners and losers of the week. And these could be sports related. These could be pop culture related. This could be any other sport. It can be literally the person at Dunkin' Donuts that burnt my coffee. It can be anyone. And today we are going to start with the losers of the week because I think a lot of Major League Baseball fans may be feeling the same type of way. I am kind of in the middle here. I'm just bitter because the Red Sox didn't sign him and that would be Every Major League Baseball that is not the LA Dodgers. <laughs> Super teams are so fun. I wish 
that we can have super teams in hockey. I say that now, but if it ever happened, I'd probably be really upset because I don't I don't know if Murray Edwards would shell out the dollars. I think that, you know, these two signings for uh, Yamamoto and Otani are so good for this sport because you are bringing so much attention, like these marquee players. And yes, these contracts are silly. Yes, they are. They have silly deranged clauses. Like if this uh, ops manager leaves, then you can opt out. I understand that you have to do silly little things to get things to work. And that's just the nature of the game. But, oh, poor Yankees fans missing out on another player. I mean, truly, at least they got Juan Soto. Like, the Red Sox fans cannot say a single thing. Toronto fans can't say anything. It could always be worse. We could always be Oakland A's fans. But... Man, baseball's gonna be super fun whenever you're playing the Dodgers. I'm a Red Sox fan, so I, I'm already I'm I'm very mad at Mookie Betts, or I guess the Dodgers because of the Mookie Betts trade. I I don't think the Red Sox have a single player or prospect in that they received in return from that trade on their uh, roster in their organization anymore. So always a good time. When that happens, like three years later, and you got nothing to show for anything. And my other loser of the week would have to be (laughs) anyone that had to work a full day today. (laughs) Simply because I feel like today should have just been a half day. Offices should have closed at like 12. We should have gone home. Enjoyed a nice long weekend. Everyone is burnt out. Everyone, I just feel like, is burnt to a crisp. And sports are kind of the one thing holding us together at this point. And my winners. Drum roll, please. Samuel Hanzik, who was the Flames' first round draft pick uh, this year. Uh, He was named an alternate captain for uh, the Slovakian team ahead of World Juniors. That is super exciting. Uh, He has been back for a little bit after battling an injury that occurred earlier this season. Um, And it's just great to see. I think that it's obviously huge for players to be representing their own country. And they take a ton of pride of that, a ton of pride in that. But to also be considered a leader in those situations is just, you know, it, it's good. It, it does good things for the ego and you kind of have to hold yourself to a different standard, which I think will be a test for really any of these young guys. And my other winner of the week is of course, Jacob Markstrom with, with his 200th win uh, or career win. (laughs) He is the third most winningest goaltender behind uh, Kipper and Mike Vernon. I didn't know what, I mean, I know the Flames have had a ton of goalies and I 
don't know their goalie depth off the top of my head in the last, you know, five years. I feel like it's been a lot of different people. <laughs> and I'm so intrigued to see what the rest of Markstrom's career looks like. He's a super competitive guy who has not won, who really, I hate saying like doesn't have anything to show for it because like, do any of us have anything to show for what we're doing every day other than pure exhaustion and burnout? I, he doesn't have that. He's never won, I guess is what I should say. He's never won. And that's disappointing because he's a very, you know, decent goaltender. He's competitive. He steals games left and right. And when he's locked in, he's locked in. So congratulations to Jacob Markstrom. And actually, I'm going to name one more winner of the week. And that is every little flame, like baby flame that got to go to family skate this week. Thank you for being precious on the internet for all of us observe uh Benji Anderson is like a full-grown adult at this point I think he's like three or four and then you have Chris Tanev Markstrom and Lindholm all of their babies are turning one very soon and I, I how how did this happen I love following, uh, you know, the wives and girlfriends on Instagram, because you get to see kind of like behind the scenes stuff. Like Annika is always posting uh, stuff with Elias and, you know, him, before the baby, it was him and the dogs and they'd be playing fetch out in the snow. And now it's like uh, Elias, like <laughs> having like a pacifier shoved in his face while he's trying to watch TV or Markstrom just like reading to his baby like it's the human element it's great but that will do it for today's episode of locked on flames thank you everyone for tuning in again whether this is your first time or your recurring listener i greatly appreciate you and it is not lost on me that y'all made locked on flames the this is the best year for the podcast and I'm forever grateful that y'all embraced me and we'll talk more about this next week, but thank you. Hope you all have a nice warm holiday. Stay safe, leave Santa some cookies, and of course, make sure you're subscribed. <laughs>